This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's a show about the most interesting people in stories in Mississippi. Hey, I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm editor-at-large and cartoonist with Mississippi Today. Since joining the Mississippi Public Broadcasting Foundation in 2017, Angela Crossley Ferez has strategically enhanced fundraising efforts in the Mississippi Public Broadcasting and significantly grown membership and revenue and was recently named, okay, applause here, the 2022 Businesswoman of the Year by the Mississippi Business Journal. Angela Crossley Ferez is the executive director of the MPB Foundation, and she's joined us here today to talk a little bit about becoming as acclaimed businesswoman that she is here in Mississippi and the accomplishments that she's most proud of, of course, and of course, the MPB Foundation. Angela, man, welcome. It's so good. You know, like I said, I've had the honor of stopping by your office and chatting with you for the last five years. When you learn your backstory, you become even better. And I am so excited about you being on today. Well, I really appreciate your having me on, Marshall. It's been good to get to know you over the last five and a half years. That's good, because um, if you felt otherwise, this would be a really awkward interview. <laughs> oh, indeed. God, Marshall, you're terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. I love, I mean, like I said, you work with somebody, and you don't realize that they've done some of the things they've done and so forth. And, you know, you've kind of got one of those superhero origin stories, and it's kind of neat. You, I guess you started your life and you grew up in Columbus, which that's, that's home, right. right? It is. It's yeah. still home. Yeah. I was born and reared in Columbus, Mississippi, yes. So what was it like when, I, I'm just trying to picture you as a little kid, because I bet you had your chin out and you were leading and, and you you had full of moxie and full of energy and everything else, but it wasn't, am I right? What were you like as a kid? Well, I've always been outgoing and loved people. Yeah. And that wasn't really a choice in our family because my father owned a men and boys department store for over 50 years in downtown Columbus. So when you own a family business, everybody in the family works. And so I was always at the store, even as a child, we all worked because we had to contribute. What were some of the things that they made you do? They start you early, you know, restocking shelves, or did you have to get out there and work with the customers? Actually, I started as the bow maker. I really? had a little bow, <laughs> bow machine. And then as you get older, you are promoted to gift wrapper. And then a ways down the road, you can go on the sales floor and sell. So your dad had a plan. I'm not sure he had a plan, but that's what we did. That's what you did. So let it me ask you this. When Christmas time rolls around, do you actually uh, wrap your own presents or do you just put them in gift bags? I wrap them. Do you really? So you still, you still, you still got the skills. And I think about my late father every time I wrap. That is really cool. Because he had a special way. You had to fold the tissue in the special place the bow went. So we taught trained. you attention to detail. Well, yeah. he wanted it done his way, so see, best way. See, you were all nervous about being on the radio, and then you dropped this little in, uh, info bomb on me uh, right as we're sitting down, and you're like, oh, yeah, you also had a gospel radio show. So you are like a radio veteran. <laughs> well, again, my father had a gospel singing radio show. He always sang in gospel quartets. Yeah. So we were at the studio a lot of Sunday mornings growing up, and if he didn't tape the commercials, he had myself and my two older sisters do the commercials. So we did commercials live for his sponsors. That is really cool. So you just kind of thought that church radio kind of went together. 
Yes, I thought yeah. everyone went to the radio station on Sunday mornings, just like I did. But you were telling me about your friend who, like, his dad was a lawyer, and they thought that jail was part of a Sunday morning, too. <laughs> he went across the street to the jail from church in between Sunday school and church, so she thought everyone went to the jail on Sunday morning. Well, sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes things go terribly wrong somewhere in the middle of the service on that a little bit. But like I said, you grew up in Columbus. You decided to go to the W. The Mississippi University for Women. So what did you study? Business administration. Okay, so you had a, a bent for business at that point. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, I think my career path was set at an early age. I mentioned my father's store, and at Christmas, that's everything for retail, right? Yeah. So my father was in the Civitan Club, so they had to sell fruitcakes to raise money for the Civitans. And my father couldn't leave the store during Christmas, so at age six or seven, he sent me out with fruitcake to sell so that he could sell his quota. And he paid me a commission for each one I sold, 25 cents. So my first job was at about six, straight commission. Wow. And so then... On Christmas Eve, I would take my money I earned, and he would take me to the ladies' department store, and I would spend my money buying Christmas gifts for my mother and my sisters. And I realized right then, I love having my own money. I love earning my own money, and I like asking people for money. So I think my career path in sales and and fundraising was set. A long time ago. See, that's a really special gift because I think a lot of people get nervous. I mean, I always wonder, is being a salesman a born thing or is it something that you work toward? But I know a lot of people get really, really just bent with the rejection. Has that ever bothered you You know, when people say no? I'm not going to say it never bothered me, but I learned it very early on Yeah, not to let it. For example, back in the early days of my sales career, I had a six-figure sale. I was sure of it. I'd done the demonstration, made the presentation. I knew I had this big sale. And six figures back in the 80s, 90s. That's a lot of money. What were you selling? Computer. Okay, Computer equipment. I uh, managed some computer stores for 13 years. So I had it. And um, I went with my contract in hand. I was sure I was going to get it signed that day. And the gentleman said... You know, Angela, great proposal. You probably do a great job, but when it comes to business, I would just rather do business with a man. Get out. So maybe it jarred me a minute, but I just went to my car, got out my orangey red lipstick, because that's in my color wheel, Marshall, (laughs) and um, put on my lipstick and just said, next. And that's what you learn to do. Every no is then you're closer to the next sale, the next gift. So I just learned to say next. So you kind of figured out really when you see a wall that you don't let it stop you, you either look for a door or a way around it. Or crash through it. Crash through. Oh, I like that even better. So that's pretty cool. I can't, like I say, you and I were talking a little bit before the show and, and my sister literally got into the sales business about the same time. And she's always told me about some of the things. She was an ag, so she was in poultry, and she had to deal with a lot of stuff that was just insane. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that men were that horrible, you know, more or less. Talk about that a little bit, because you you faced a lot of discrimination based on the fact that you're a woman, and you really pushed through it. And, and you've been a real champion for equal rights for women in business on that. Tell us a little bit about the early days and some of the obstacles that you faced, like what you just told us. Goodness. 
Well, the right out of college, I got a job at a manufacturing company in the office. And the first day, I was horrified to learn that there was a time clock in the women's restroom. Okay, let's pause for a second. So time clock in the women's restroom means that men weren't punching in and out or they were walking to the women's restroom. Which one was it? So there was no time clock in the men's restroom. So they were on salary and you were hourly. Good grief. So I just can't describe the feeling I I had when I realized what that meant. So just a few weeks after that, I joined the business and professional women's organization and just tried to become a voice for equal pay for equal work yeah. all over Mississippi, wherever I could get a radio interview or a newspaper interview or a television interview. I was just an advocate of equal pay for equal work for women. And I see that what last week or the week before, I think that was passed. That's right. The the bill went into effect, I guess, uh, the beginning of the month. So uh, we were on that. So. Only 40 years. It only took 40 years on that. Yeah. Talk about some of your mentors when you were early on, some of the people that inspired you, uh, particularly women that inspired you. Well, I would have to say my mother would be at the top of that list because she was side by side with my father, and she not only made an example of a businesswoman, and she could be tough when she yeah. needed to. But she also made a great home life and made sure there was always meals there and it was warming for our and accepting for our family and friends. Another mentor, I was fortunate enough to help give a fundraiser for Evelyn Gandy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back when she was running for the governor in the 80s. So that was a great mentor. She set a great example. She was just a class grace integrity and broke a lot of glass ceilings yes she did she definitely did i tell you what we're going to take a quick break right now and when we return we're going to continue our conversation with the 2022 businesswoman of the year angela crossley Ferez. hey stay tuned this is now you're talking on mpb think radio Connect with the people looking to connect with you. Become an underwriter with Mississippi Public Broadcasting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash more slash underwriting. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. Hope you're having a great week so far. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying it. We've got a great guest. Just enjoying talking to her today, and I hope you're enjoying listening. Angela crossley Ferez is joining us today. Angela has served as executive director here at MPB Foundation since 2017. It's hard to believe that that's gone by quickly. And she was also named the 2022 Businesswoman of the Year by the Mississippi Business Journal. Angela, I was just pumped when I saw that. I was so happy for you, you that you got the recognition that you so richly deserve. Like I said, you've talked about your career a little bit. You were selling computers back when they literally filled up a whole table. You know, they were they were they were expensive and big, and you were selling them back then. What are some of the other things that you've done along with your career? Well, I was in the computer business for thirteen years, and then I helped my husband. We owned some car businesses, so I assisted him with that. And then I opened an insurance office. And that was because my husband was always interested in investment opportunities and a branch bank became available building. Mm -hmm. And he was like, 
honey, I'm going to buy that. You need to put something in there, a business in there. So I had a niece in the insurance business, so we opened that office, and I hired young women. Actually, they were in high school, most of them, and as they graduated, I sent them all to get their insurance license. They had a great work ethic and stayed with us for several years until we sold the company, and just a couple of years ago, I had the pleasure of recommending one of those ladies for an executive position with a national insurance company. So I was really proud of her and proud of that time that we provided that opportunity for those young ladies. Sounds what I love. You you put your literally your money where your mouth is on that one. And, and we're a mentor. I mean, whether you were saying, I'm going to be a mentor, I mean, you created an opportunity for them a little bit. And that's amazing. I did not I did not know that part of your backstory. That's great. And the car business too. Wow. How many years have you been married now? Thirty seven years. Thirty seven. Okay. Yeah, we're at twenty nine. So yeah, it's a it's a once you get past in those bigger numbers, it's a different plan. But you said you've got literally five type A men in your house. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. You can't have a maybe that's They do eventually grow up and leave, I hear. They do. Okay. They do. Yeah. You can't have a thin skin. So that's probably helped me in my career as well. You can't have a thin skin <laughs> and have five type A personality for as males in a household. Yeah, we've got three boys also. Man, my wife is like, she's she can handle them. She, she's tough for that. So I completely get that a little bit. But talk a little bit about some of the areas that you feel like that some of your superpowers, your areas of expertise that have allowed you to succeed in your career. I think that I'm motivated. Yeah determined. I am a little bit of a workaholic and always have been probably. And I just don't like to not succeed once I put my mind to something. So I think those things have helped me along the way, just a a dogged determination to get stuff done. So you think that's nature or nurture? Do you feel like that working at the store with your dad gave you those superpowers, those skills, or the fact that just it was genetic and because your dad was such a you know go-getter and such a good salesman? I think it's a combination. Yeah. I think that you're born with certain attributes and strengths, and as you are raised, and my father had three daughters. Now, men and boys store and three daughters because he said he wanted to be able to stay in business. But he never actually came out and said, you can do anything you set your mind to. But there was just never a question that we could. Both my older sisters have been successful in their careers. One of them has been a music teacher, piano, pageant coach, still is for many, many years. And my oldest sister retired as CIO of the U.S. Treasury, so I've always been very proud of their accomplishments and their career. So I think that we were born with maybe some of that, and then I think that it was just never an option for us. We knew we could do whatever we wanted to do. We're also all three W girls, and I think the W helps instill that into you as well. At least it did for me. I remember very early on when I moved here, my boss, my editor at the time's wife, went to the W and he said, Marshall, there's one thing you got to understand. There are people who are elected to office here, but there are people that run the state, and they went to the W. <laughs> 
Well, it is a great school. It is. And it's public. doing great, too. I'm glad that it it's, I'm glad it's doing so well. I was, it seems like when, when Jim Borsig was there, and it's like they kind of caught a second wind, and it's been doing really well. Well, Allegra Brigham helped build the bridge there, yeah. and then Dr. B, as I called him, yeah. came. And now Norm Miller is doing a great job as well. So it is a private school education for the cost of a public uh, school and beautiful campus. And it is doing well, and I am proud to say I'm a Dubby girl. Oh, definitely. Definitely love going up there and love being I've, I've been able to go speak to classes and speak right. to events, and it's always a lot of fun. Speaking of raising money, which is something that you apparently have a gift of doing, too, because like you said, you, you don't mind asking. Let's talk a little bit about the foundation and, and just kind of break into that real quick, because I'm struck about the time when you started was really when the time when the foundation really kind of got off the ground and got going a little bit. Tell us about what you do. And how important it is that you do what you do and some of the challenges you faced over the last few years. Well, when I came, they had formed a new foundation, MPB yeah. Foundation, and I just basically started from scratch. I hired people. I had to get the lay of the land. I had a very supportive board and still do. So that has helped tremendously. Their support of the MPB Foundation has been so great. And I just started learning what we needed to do differently in Pledge Drive and how we needed to reach out to our members and tried a lot of things. And I'll try anything once. I think outside the box. I like to try things that are not traditional, and I've done that here. Some of them have worked and some have not, but thankfully more things have worked than not. Talk about that for a half second. We can dig down on that. When you're dealing with something, I think a lot of people struggle with this. They fall in love with something they're doing that's not working and they can't let it go. But it sounds like if you try something and it doesn't work, that you're not married to it and you'll you'll let it go real quick. Exactly. If you're going to try something, it's like holding on to traditional ways of fundraising that are not working anymore. Right. So you have to change. Fundraising changes with the times, like everything is going to so much more of a digital focus. So I saw that the software we had, for example, was not working. So we changed to a whole different software, a different company, different way of marketing. And you have to be nimble and make changes and let go of what's not working or make changes to it so it will work and implement new and updated strategies. What what made you decide to try for this job? Truthfully, I will have to give my son credit. He loves MPB, mm-hmm. always listening, and he sent it to me and said, well, someone else had mentioned it. He sent it to me and said, you need to do this. And I said, no, 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 happy where I am. So finally, as someone else mentioned it to me, so I decided I would send in my application. And it took several months, but I landed here. You landed here. What was the what was the interview process like? Did you have any idea of what I mean, did they hand you a playbook and they said go get it or did you say okay, they're like go get it with no playbook? I had done research and yeah. of course everyone's familiar with MPB and PBS and NPR. But uh, I did not know some of the aspects of it. So, yes, I I was caught a little flat-footed on some of the questions. But fundraising is fundraising. Right. And they have unique qualities depending on the nonprofit or whatever you're raising money for. Mm -hmm. But the basics are the same. Right. What is the biggest difference now 
2022 for fundraising as opposed to 20, and you touched on a little bit, but on 2017, how has the world changed since the pandemic and everything else that's happened? Well, the main change, and we're going to continue to see that change, is the digital aspect of fundraising. The pandemic actually was because we're television and radio, it actually was good for us as far as fundraising because people were home. So they they listened to the radio and they watched television. So that was good. But coming out of it, we are going to have to be smarter and more digitally focused. But at the same time, keeping the personal interaction and touch, because that is always the bottom line, whether it's a sale or fundraising, is being able to connect with your client or your member or your donor, you have to make the personal connections. And those are not easy things to do all at the same time. I'm about to say it, it is tough when you're dealing digitally. Can, can, that can sometimes seem to be very in, unpersonal and so forth. But you starting out working in your dad's store, you learned how to to deal with people on an individual basis. And I remember my dad, my dad was a car salesman and, you know, was a salesman and was quite good at it actually. And he remembered when he was in college, a guy walked into the car dealership one day and he was wearing bib overalls and none of the other salesmen would talk to him because they looked at him and they said, this guy doesn't have any money. And dad went over and said, how may I help you? What can I do to help you? And he looked at him and he said, I'd like to buy a car. And dad said, great. What kind of car would you like to buy? And he said, well, I got my eye on this one. It was a really expensive car. I'm sure all the other salesmen were looking at him and laughing. And the guy pulled out a wad of cash out of his bib overall. And he said, I'll buy it right now and paid cash for it on the spot. And it's like, okay. The lesson is don't prejudge. Exactly. And everyone is a friend. So some of fundraising is friend raising. Friend raising. I like that. And so sometimes you go to a lunch or a coffee and you've got an hour, the max two, to make a new best friend. Yeah. And that's what I love doing. Dad always told me that sales is easy if you have a great product to sell. I would imagine that your job here, because of the people that work here and because of the content that we produce, that probably helps, doesn't it? Oh, it, it helps so much. And with the great things that we do here between radio, television, radio read service, yeah. education, we have a lot of inventory, as we say, and a lot of things to promote. So that does help tremendously. Definitely as well. Well, we're going to take our final break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Angela Crossley Ferez. She is the 2022 Mississippi Businesswoman of the Year and, of course, the Executive Director of the MPB Foundation. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. From children's education to gripping drama, documentaries to comedy, MPB Television brings the world to Mississippi. With local stories, cooking, health, and music, MPB Television takes Mississippi to the world. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. I think always great coverage at MississippiToday.org. Hey, look, today we've been talking with Angela crossley Ferez. Uh, she's the 2022 Mississippi Businesswoman of the Year. And if you've caught any of the show so far, you can figure out she's a rock star. Uh, she's also the executive director here at the MPB Foundation. And she's not sitting in the seat because she works here at MPB. She's sitting here because she has had an amazing career with a lot of different facets. Angela, you and I were talking a little bit during the break. And uh, this segment, you know, it's the last segment. And I, I wanted to, you to 
to give some advice. And you were saying things that were absolutely gold, but you felt like that, well, everybody should know this, but they don't. And that's the thing. Even I was sitting there jotting down some notes because you were giving me some great advice a little bit. What advice would you give, I don't know, an 18-year-old young woman who's thinking about going into sales or uh, somebody who's 25 who's just now getting out in the business and is hitting obstacles and, and so forth? What advice would you give somebody that's just getting started in the business world? Well, I would say be a student of your profession. I can't tell you how many books I read. Yeah how many seminars I attended. And now, used to we had to go in person. Now you can find just about any kind of education you need um, on the net. So be a student of your profession and be professional. Okay. Um, I think that what we are lacking today, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but professionalism in the way you speak, in the way you dress, and that's still important. First impressions are still important. So I would I would say to be a student, to be to be professional, and to decide that you're not going to let anything stop you. The obstacles that come before you. I look back and wonder. I don't know why I kept going then. I don't know how I overcame that, except that if once you make a decision, don't bail at the first problem. Keep on going. Push through. Do what it takes to push through. And that would be my advice. That we, we give up too soon. So stay with it. Stay with the course. And if that's not the course for you, when you think that's your course, then change courses and get determined about that. But that would probably be the things I would say to a, a young woman starting out. What was the biggest challenge that you faced in your career or even in your life that when it first happened, you thought, I can't do this? And what were some of the things that you did to be able to overcome that? Gosh, that's hard to nail down. I think that back in the early days when I was the first female sales manager in that company and some of the others didn't take that well. I think it was learning to handle that in the most professional manner. Most of the time, I just put my head down and kept going. Yeah. But there were times when I would be goaded or made fun of or we're not going to help you because we don't have to, that kind of thing. That made me question sometimes. And so if it was something technical, I just got a kit and learned to turn that screwdriver myself. I just decided I would do whatever others would not do for me. And I think that's how I overcame it. That's huge. I mean, that can do attitude. And, and also, too, I mean, when somebody sits there and, and tells you you can't do it, you just look at them and go, no, no, I, I got this. Yes, I won't give specifics, but but sometimes it can be cruel. Yeah. And if you let it get to you, get resentful or get down about it, that's not helpful. And they've won. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. And, and I look at your career, and, and it's and it's wonderful. And, of course, you've now got the trophy to prove it. Well, it's like I, I tell my children as they were coming up, success is the best revenge. Exactly. Exactly. And you've definitely um, – I wouldn't say you got revenge because you don't even have to worry about those people anymore once you're successful. It's true. But you've really had great success here 
And of course, I know everybody at MPB appreciates you and for what you're doing, but it's you seem like you truly have fun at what you're doing too. And that seems like a big part of it. I love this place. I love Mississippi Public Broadcasting and all the things that we do on a daily yeah. basis that people never see. And that's the story I think I have the advantage of telling. And I love telling that story. It is fun. I love being here. I love all of you. And it's just been great. The people I've been able to meet and the things I've learned. And I just hope we keep it going. I come in and talk to you once again. You know, you always seem to be in a pretty good mood, even when I can tell you're not in a good mood. You know, you, you keep that going. But you today have been fantastic. Thank you for telling your story and giving everybody a little bit of inspiration, particularly right now. I think we all need that lift. And you did a great job today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Marshall. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we got through another Monday and I hope you have a great Monday as well. And I want to thank you for listening and thank our guest, of course, Angela, for us for joining us today. And if you'd like to hear this show again or any past episodes, hey, we have a podcast and you need to listen to it. So you can listen to it on your favorite podcast app or on MPB Public Media app as well. Hey, now you're talking as a production of MPB Think Radio and is produced by the incredibly talented and wonderful Jermaine Flood. Join us next week for another great conversation here on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners, so if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org. <laughs>